This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our Bible study. We'll be studying from Luke chapter 14, and I'll be reading from the World English Bible. When he went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees on a Sabbath to eat bread, they were watching him. Behold, a certain man who had dropsy, that means like swollen limbs, was in front of him. Jesus answering spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? But they were silent. He took him and healed him and let him go. He answered them, Which of you, if your donkey or an ox fell into a well, wouldn't immediately pull him out on a Sabbath day? They couldn't answer him regarding these things. Once again, they tried to trap Jesus doing good on the Sabbath, but notice they didn't have an answer for him. And the reason they couldn't answer is because they knew they were wrong, but they didn't want to admit it and repent. Verse 7, he spoke a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the best seats. And he said to them, when you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, don't sit in the best seat, since perhaps someone more honorable than you might be invited by him. And he who invited both of you would come and tell you, make room for this person. Then you would begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may tell you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Now certainly this is a good practical lesson, but it was also a parable, which means there is a spiritual lesson. Uh, You must humble yourself before God. You can't be presumptuous or assume as the Pharisees did that they were righteous or that they were right with God. I'm reminded of Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18 when he said, pride goes before destruction and the Lord uh, let us know that an arrogant spirit comes before a fall. And so the spiritual law here is that everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. I believe that's speaking of on judgment day. But if you humble yourself, and and that would be repentance and serving the Lord and seeking God, well, then you will be exalted. Verse 12, he also said to the one who had invited him, when you make a dinner or a supper, don't call your friends, nor your brothers, nor your kinsmen, nor rich neighbors, or perhaps they might also return the favor and pay you back. But when you make a feast, ask the poor, the maimed, the lame, or the blind, and you will be blessed because they don't have the resources to repay you, for you will be repaid in the resurrection of the righteous. And so we see several things here. We see Christ's affection and concern for the ones we would consider less fortunate. And once again, he emphasizes that you do the good thing, the right thing and good, even if you aren't rewarded here. And we know many ministers and saints serve God sacrificially and faithfully right now with little acclaim, but they'll be repaid in the resurrection. Um, But there's also a little bit of a spiritual principle here by uh, inviting people that others would consider less than honorable or reputable. We're being very much like our Father, and we'll see that as we continue to read. Verse 15, when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who will feast in God's kingdom. 
But he said to him, A certain man made a great supper, and he invited many people. He sent out his servant at supper time to tell those who were invited, Come, for everything is ready now. They all as one begin to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I must go try them out. Please have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I can't come. That servant came and told his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in the poor, the maimed, the blind, and lame. The servant said, Lord, it is done as you commanded, and there is still room. The Lord said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you that none of those men who were invited will taste of my supper." There's an open invitation, and as we've seen previously, many times the people that should respond, the first are many times last. The ones that should respond don't, and then they may respond if they respond half-heartedly. They have every advantage, and yet they'll make excuses as these men in this parable. However, the people off of the streets were just thankful for the invitation. And it's often this way with the gospel. People who realize that they desperately need a Savior uh, respond, and they respond with all their heart, with gratitude. They know that they're undeserving, and they're just thankful. And so people off the street are getting filled, and others that have been invited will never taste of supper in God's kingdom. Verse 25, Now great multitudes were going with him. He turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and doesn't disregard his own father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he can't be my disciple. Whoever doesn't bear his own cross and come after me can't be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower doesn't first sit down and count the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Or perhaps when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, everyone who sees begins to mock him, saying, This man began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or what king, as he goes to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an envoy and asks for conditions of peace. So therefore, whoever of you who doesn't renounce all that he has, he can't be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt becomes flat and tasteless, with what do you season it? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so we see here Jesus' demand for commitment. His gospel, his kingdom, his teachings, his presence, his approval, his will, all of this has to mean more than even family relationships. In fact, to be his disciple, being near to him, has to mean more than our very own lives. Thankfully, many of us will never be faced with choosing between our faith or with a literal martyrdom, but all real disciples 
have to have that level of commitment. I'm willing to give my all for the cause of Christ. If you won't carry a cross, then you cannot be his disciple. And so Jesus said, count the cost first. If you're just in it for the blessings, you're not going to make it to the end. If you're just in it for the benefits, for the good times, for the good feelings, you're not going to make it. Are you really willing to denounce everything? Just like salt that isn't salty serves no purpose. People who are Christians in name only, but they aren't totally committed, they're never going to be effective and they are not fit for the kingdom of God. Let's pray together that the Lord would help us to be effective disciples. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that your hand would be on us. I ask your Lord that everyone listening to this podcast, myself included, could have a pure heart, pure motives, that we would be willing to make your kingdom and your presence number one in our lives, and we would be willing to set aside anything that's displeasing to you, and we would be willing to do anything that you would call us to do. I ask you, Lord, that we would always be grateful for the invitation and recognize the goodness of God in our lives. We humble ourselves, Lord. We know that we're not perfect. We humble ourselves and we're believing that you're going to exalt us all the way up into your very presence. We pray it in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow for another podcast.